0: This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. I uh, am excited about starting a little Christmas series that I'm calling The Miracle of Christmas. The Miracle of Christmas. And today, my subtopic I'll be preaching about is something that's on all of our hearts and minds, and it is this, peace on earth, peace on earth. Let's get started, all right? Everybody say amen. Amen. Can't believe that we're already here and uh, Christmas is coming up. Anybody uh, need a little bit more time doing your Christmas shopping by chance? Anybody honest about it? Let's just all, uh, let's just do this. Let's just change the vibe in the room. And it's okay to have a little a little snarl on your face every now and then. And here's the snarl worth question. Is anybody completely done with your Christmas shopping? All of you that raised your hand, I need to weed you out. Did you ever start? Because I see Bishop Ron raising his hand. The sucker's never gone Christmas shopping in his life. but I did see one, one young lady in the audience that lifted her hand. I got a feeling she's probably already knocked it out. And, uh, and, and we're gonna snarl at you because none of us like you right now uh, because you're, you're just a show off. And, and i say that kindly. I'm just having fun with you. If you are going to be buying your loved one something special, I uh, wanna help you guys out. It's not just for the fellas in the room. This goes for the ladies too. I'm gonna help you out. And it's not Walgreens, it's not CVS, it's not the dollar store. Uh, I'm gonna help you out. We're fixing to take your love to another level. You're fixing to score so many points. You're in to be the most loved and appreciated on your street. Because I'm gonna advise you, have you considered possibly buying your loved one, your one true love? Have you considered buying him or her all the items of the Christmas carol, 12 days of Christmas? Have you thought about that? Believe it or not, believe it or not, I even know what it cost. Did anybody see this in Time Magazine? Time Magazine offered this to us. PNC Wealth Management has put together the total tab of the 12 days of Christmas gift items that you too can give to your special loved one. Is it $2? No. Is it $10? No. It's $34,130.99. Let's really have fun and turn to the loved one next to you and say, just how much do you love me anyway? And now say, not worth $34,000, I don't. Believe it or not, it's up by $207 versus last year. Last year's prices came in at $33,933.22. And you say, well, what's the jack up price? What's making this so astronomical? It's the partridge in a pear tree. It's up $207.68. Somewhere, someone... At some time, we got a little off track when it comes to the real meaning of Christmas. Can I get an amen? Yeah. When we're discussing gifts in the $34,000 range, I mean good night. Me and Denora, our very first house we ever bought was $42,000, and I'm not old. I love telling my house story because old people are like, well, you know, my first, I'm like, yeah, you're 109, bruh. (laughs) Of course your house was cheaper than mine. You got one foot in it. You know what I mean? Don't try to one up me, bruh. You're 109. My story's still better than yours. But could you imagine, where did we get off track having gifts priced in the $34,000 range. Somewhere we missed it, didn't we? Christmas somehow or another in our culture has, it's become something that it never really was. We're just going to kind of strip things down a little bit. We're going to pull the curtain back a little bit. We're going to really look at the heart of the miracle, the miracle, the miracle. Everybody say The miracle. The miracle of Christmas is Christ. Jesus Christ, the truest meaning, the reason for Christmas in and of itself. The birth of Emmanuel, God with us. The virgin birth, this beautiful Christ child is the truest meaning of Christmas. And you know what we do. We find ourselves in the Christmas season really wanting peace you know, when you think of Christmas, what do you think of? You think of like a fireplace, maybe a Christmas tree with a few gifts. And then you think about all your family sitting around actually getting along with one another. You think of stockings on the mantle. You think of, you know, late Christmas morning, fancy breakfast, and, and everybody puts on their new clothing, and it's like a, a storybook Christmas, right? And we think of peace at Christmas time. How many of you know that what Christmas has turned into is really far removed from anything peaceful? This morning, I want to show you a few things that all of us have experienced in the Christmas season that stripped us of all the peace that we ever wanted. And I'm going to show you what you're probably going to run into this Christmas season because it's no, no respecter of person. It happens every Christmas time. These few things, we're all gonna run into them. But today what I'm preaching about is I'm gonna try to prepare you, equip you for whenever you do run into these few problems that are possibly gonna happen in your life this Christmas, you'll be a little bit more prepared on how to, how to juggle them and how to navigate through them. Here's the first one. It's circumstances that are just... Flat out unavoidable. These are circumstances that are just you just can't avoid them. They're difficult. They're challenging. And in the Christmas season, if you're not careful, what will happen is it will strip you of peace. Circumstances that are just tough to deal with. Just a kind of a a few little little examples that that I personally came up with. Things that are just you know. Everybody's going to deal with them. Trying to juggle Christmas within a reasonable budget. Now, you know, again, we're going to get to the real good stuff in a minute. This is just to let everybody know that we're all on equal ground. All of us deal with the same pressure of Christmas as we've made it to be. Everybody's going to struggle. We had two families in this church that, that, that have incredible jobs that just lost their jobs this week. These are white-collar, professional businessmen that both lost their jobs this week. Christmas is going to be tough on this family. They're not going to have the Christmas that possibly they had last year. They're not going to have the Christmas that they possibly imagined even a few weeks ago. Christmas is going to be a little different this year for them. But it's just not those families all over this room and on this platform. We're all going to have to juggle this thing called Christmas within what? Within parameters of our own means of being able to do things and do it wisely. We've got that ahead of us. And if we're not careful... What we're supposed to be doing, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, will turn into a spending spree. And we're going to end up making a mess out of things. And what was supposed to be a month or a day, an experience of peace, will end up being pretty stressful. All because we got out of our lane and we started doing things we shouldn't do. And we started expecting things we shouldn't expect. Are Are you tracking with me? Budgeting. Common sense stuff, right? But even the Christian can go into Christmas and struggle through Christmas all because of simple arithmetic on your means. And then you got some fun stuff, right? How to juggle your time, which is strip you of your peace, juggling your time in Christmas with family obligations. Woo, I'm about to touch some sore subjects right here. You ever had that weird feeling on how to juggle spending time with your family and juggle time with your spouse's family and still be loved by both, then it really gets messy when you're juggling your time with your family, your spouse's family, and your ex's family, and your spouse's ex's family, and your ex's ex's family, and somebody that you don't even know's family. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I've heard people, man, their Christmas lasts like four or five straight days. (laughs) Breakfast over here, lunch over there, dinner over there. It gets stressful because of these unavoidable circumstances. These are just things that you're going to have to deal with, things that you're just going to have to work through. And you want peace in Christmas, but it's not going to happen because of these weird circumstances. And then on top of that, you've got some people who are not able to get off work for Christmas and that turns stressful for the family or, or you were expected to be off and then you were called in on Christmas Eve or you were called in on Christmas Day. And then there's all of you precious, wonderful men and women that work in particular services in our country that... that you are going to be serving others in Christmas time and you know good and well you want peace in your life at Christmas but yet it's hard to have this peace because you're like, why am I having to serve you on Christmas? Are you, are you tracking with me? Is this just too simple and plain or is, this, or is that the spirit of conviction falling on each and every one of us? Because it's going to happen. And then outside of circumstances that are just unavoidable, How about unbearable people? I said it. I said what you think. I said what you can't say. You're going to spend hours with people that you can't get away from quick enough. Or am I just preaching about me? But you know the holiday setting. You grin through it. You fake laugh. You ever been in the room with fake laugh? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I really thought the joke was good. And they fake laughed my joke. Like y'all do every Sunday, you fake laugh my jokes. This is the problem with unbearable people. You've got that man in your mind right now. Right now, you already're nudging your spouse, going, uh, uh-huh, he's talking about you, you know, about. I can't, wait. this is gonna be awful. The problem with you is you don't know that that person's thinking about you right now. Who's the unbearable person? You're the unbearable person. It's crazy. And if you're not careful, you could be in the room that's supposed to be full of peace because it's Christmas. I mean, by all means, there's wassail on the stove. There's candles burning. It's a fire in the fireplace, and somebody heard Santa on the rooftop. Should we all be at peace? But yet you're in the room with you-know-who. And your peace is stripped away. We've made Christmas something that it's really not. And then on top of all of that, you've got this worry that just will not quit. Worrying. You're worrying if that gift's gonna fit her. You're worrying if he's gonna like it. You're worrying if you didn't buy enough for this one or didn't buy enough for that one. Well, we bought her three gifts. We have to buy her three gifts. Yeah, but her one gift costs as much as her three gifts. And moms and dads worry, worry. And then they go, I think we bought too many gifts. Can we afford these gifts? And the worry and the worry and the worry. All the while, what was Christmas supposed to be anyway? Was the recognition as these three wise men said, in Matthew 2, but I'm gonna show you in Luke chapter 2 in just a second, if you wanna turn there, I'm gonna show you. You know, the whole idea anyway was about the bringing in the celebration of our Redeemer. Someone say amen. The whole idea of Christmas was bringing in the Christ child that would take away the sins of the world. And then we got back to what our natural ways are. It all turned about us. All of us know this, but none of us want to admit this. We think Christmas is about us. It's about me. It's about me, 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 me. Till you get married. And then you have kids. And then you realize you're in your 10th straight year with nobody getting you anything. And it's still about me, 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 me. Is anybody tracking with me? So how can we have Peace in the middle of a crazy season of Christmas when Christmas has become something that it really never was meant to be anyway. How can we have peace in our lives? I want you to look with me at uh, Luke chapter number two. Let's look at verse number 10. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and a line in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Here's our text. Here's what everything's going to be built around for the next few minutes. Verse 14. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to have the peace of God, you must have the favor of God on your life. The favor of God on your life will bring about the peace of God in your life. Now, I want you to notice something in that verse number 14. Watch this. Notice that it doesn't say, peace on earth. We flipped that around through the years, and somehow or another, we thought grandma said or uncle said, we ended up saying that we pray and believe and we receive peace on earth, that's not what the Bible says. It says, on earth, peace to those, or to men, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Let me, let me just kind of pause and let's touch something that, that's very current in our world. Each and every one of us have felt the, 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 the pain this week in a, yet another terrorist tragedy that's taken place in our country. All of us are keenly aware of the, of the problems with Russia, with Syria. We're all keenly aware of the problems that we have in our own country with political upheaval and bickering and battering and, 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 and ext- just extreme swings of the spectrum on views and philosophy. All of us are keenly aware of the economic crunch that we're all feeling around our country right now. Let me just say it this way. Every single one of us pray for peace, right? We're just dreaming of a world that's peaceful. We wanna see everyone get along. We pray and hope and believe that we'll all hold hands and stroll through the meadows together. And then on top of that, by the way, it's Christmas. So we're longing for peace from a global point and we're longing for peace in the Christmas season. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, This is not a negative statement if you'll give me the time to to, to support what I'm about to say. Unfortunately, we can pray for peace around the world all we want, but it's not going to happen. Because the plan of God is the end time ministry of God, the work of God through the Bible, through the scriptures, is will, it will be built around wars and rumors of wars. It will be built around earthquakes and, and, and all of these natural disasters. The, the earth is groaning and, and the coming of the Lord is soon. So instead of us praying for peace on earth, believe it or not, we need to be praying for revival because that will bring peace to those on earth. Watch this. The earth will never be at peace. It's a natural entity that's at odds with one another. And God's got his foot on it like it's a footstool. And when God views down upon the earth, He's not looking to say, peace be still to the earth. He's looking to say, peace be still in the hearts of men and women that are on the earth. So if we're ever going to have peace, it's not going to be because people choose to shake hands and love each other. It's going to be because hearts that were full of sin come to Jesus Christ and they turn their lives and their ways they turn their thoughts and their words, they turn their lifestyles over to Jesus Christ, and they become saturated or baptized by the love and the favor of God, which sets them at peace. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Ah oh, Woo, I'm telling you I feel like preaching a little bit this morning. Watch this now. In the book of John, in the book of John chapter 14, uh, I don't spend too much time in the living Bible, but I want to this morning with this particular scripture. It tells us John 14 and 27. uh, Some of you, if you have a King James scripture in your hand, you might want to write these words down beside it to give you a little cross-reference point. But the living Bible in verse 27 says, I am leaving you with a gift. Everyone say Merry Christmas. Come on, everybody. Say Merry Christmas. Christmas. Jesus says, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. Jesus Christ has left us with his his incredible gospel. His death, everyone say his death. Everyone say his burial. And now join me and say his resurrection. With his death, burial, and resurrection, he has left us a gift, and it's peace of mind, and it's peace of heart, even in the middle of terrorist tragedies, and even in the middle of a Christmas culture that's gone crazy, spending beyond our limits, not getting along with one another, not enjoying the season itself. This world is torn apart from head to toe, from left to right. And Jesus still says, in the middle of all of your craziness, I give you peace of heart and peace of mind if you will receive me into your life. Someone clap your hands one more time to Jesus this morning. So in other words if this world's not going to change, and if my culture's not going to change for my good, if, if, if the path and the direction that my world's heading is not going to turn and, and detour to a place that's peaceful, then Pastor Tommy, how how can I have peace in the midst of the storm of this life? Here you go. I'm glad you asked. The first thing is, Is you have to receive the forgiveness of your sins that Jesus wants to give you. If you want to have peace in your life, the greatest source of peace is coming to the understanding that you've been pardoned, that you've been forgiven. And the most beautiful thing and the most uh, powerful thing that this preacher could tell you today is that it is easy as you opening up your mouth and speaking or confessing the very thoughts of your heart. And if your heart is, is is if your heart is turned towards God, if you'll open up your mouth and confess your faith in the saving grace of Jesus Christ, you are instantly in the process of, of having the peace of God come over you. Why? Because his favor is coming upon you. And the Bible says that there will be peace. There will be peace on this earth. On earth there will be peace in the hearts of men that have the favor of God upon them. The first step that you could ever take having the favor of God is giving him your life. In this Christmas season, I wish I could say that Santa's coming today or I wish I could say there's Christmas presents for everybody that you could take home and unwrap. But there's nothing here today I can give you in a tangible box with a bow on it. But also there's nothing that I could give you that could keep up with what I'm telling you right now the greatest gift that you could ever receive on this earth the greatest gift you could ever receive in your life is the very words that I'm preaching about that's the forgiveness of your sin when you give your life to Jesus Christ there's a peace that passeth all understanding that comes into your mind why because you sleep better at night why because you treat better You treat others with more love and respect because you've come into the awakening of how you've been treated. You've been treated with unconditional love. So receive the forgiveness of your sin. And what we're living in today is a culture that says, well, I'm not sure if I can do that or not. We've become so selfish. We've become so self-gratifying. We've become so inundated with me-itis that we're just not sure if we could part ways with what we think is okay. Well, that leads me to my second point this morning. If you want to have peace in your life, live by God's principles. Here's what we know as men and women and students that are of age to be in this service. We all want to be okay with how we're living. Don't we? Well, I'm not sure if that's wrong. Well, You've got to have a system in your life to let you stay on track. You've got to have an idea of what is wrong or right. And what we're living in is in a culture that not just overspends in Christmas. We're not living just in a world that's full of tragedy by terrorists But we're living in a day and time, too, where men and women, they just want to live however they want to live and ignore the principles of God and then wonder why that their life is not in peace. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to have peace in your mind and peace in your heart, Jesus said, I leave with you this peace. Well, the first thing you do is you have forgiveness of your sins. You come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And then secondly, you start living by His principles. And you will find a peace that goes beyond this world's understanding. It's the principle of the thing. I told this funny little story this morning, and I want to share it with you today. And, and what's so funny about me, sometimes I tell stuff that I never in a million years saw coming. It just opened up my mouth, and, and it just came out. Anybody ever like that? Or am I that only, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kind of limited at times. I struggle with it. And sometimes it gets me in a bunch of trouble, and then sometimes uh, it scores. I had this recently happen to me. I felt so bad for my poor little girl, Sayla. She's 10 years old, and she was in the vehicle with me. And, uh, you know, I just kind of lost it. I kind of snapped. Anybody ever snapped? Man, I kind of snapped, you know. And it, it, it wasn't even anything major. It was so minor. It was so dumb of me. But it was the principle of the thing. I've got this hang up with the principle of the thing. And it all happened at McDonald's. (laughs) I rolled my little window down. I ordered me a sandwich. And I said, I see that it has onions. Yes? Yes? I said, I don't like the onions. If you don't mind, would you please hold those onions? Well, most certainly. Thank you. And then it crossed my mind. Now that's the kind of sandwich that would be really good with jalapenos. I said, ma'am, do you possibly have the ability to add jalapenos on there? Well, most certainly. Yeah, awesome. And I saw something out of corner my eye. They got the little screen, and it flickered. And I saw that she added 50 cents on there for them jalapenos. And I said, pardon me, ma'am. She said, yes, sir. I said, I saw the little screen flicker. And you added something to my bill. Yes, sir, you asked for jalapenos. But I never saw the screen flicker when I asked you to take the onions off. And man, I feel it rising up in me. I'm starting to get that swallow, you know, it's tough. I'm starting to think, God, thank you, Jesus, that my wife is not here. Because I'm about to snap on this little teenager through this speaker. I'm going to reach through it. I'm going to choke her till her face is blue, all over 50 cents. Sailor's never looking. Sailor's just got her head down, and she finally speaks up and she says, Daddy, would you just leave her alone? I said, No. It's the principle of the thing. Son, I pulled up to that window. I had that money. I was like, uh-huh. uh huh. You're going to take uh, I ain't paying for them. Uh. I paid for it. Uh. And I'm still mad about it. And that was in 2007 when this happened. I'm still mad about it. Everybody say it's the principle. Of the thing, now I just might preach a whole sermon called "The Principle of the Thing." It sounds like a good old-fashioned preachery sermon, but at the end of the day, think about this with me. Think about it. God's given us these principles to live by, and when we don't live by them, our life is a mess, and we're just determined to figure the mess out. When we could easily just start living by his principles and the mess goes away. We pray for peace. But we won't live by his principles that bring about his favor that translate into his peace. Are you, are you understand what I'm saying? You know there's a reason why we have commandments in the scripture. You know living with honesty, with character, with integrity, with We've, there's reasons why we've got parables teaching on stewardship. There's reasons why there's parables throughout the Scripture of loving your neighbor, and we've got golden rules. We've got the, I mean, there's a plethora of things to live by, but yet we're determined what? We're determined to do whatever we want to do, how we want to do it, when we, when, when we want to do it, when, 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 you get that? When we want to do it, and we're just think it's going to be all right. And then we got turmoil, chaos, stress. Man, we got broken heart. We got, we got all kind of problems. Whereas if we would just live by his principles. You want to have the peace of God in your life, you give him your heart. Turn from your sin. Make him your Lord and Savior. And live by his principles. And then last but not least, and this really applies well In this time of the year, live within God's provision. If you'll make him your Lord, and if you'll live by his principles, and if you'll stay within his provision, this could be the best Christmas you've ever had. You'll deal with the unbearable people better. You'll handle the unavoidable circumstances a little bit more wisely. You'll be able to navigate the worry because things like that will become so minor in your life that you'll be like the wise men. You'll come into his presence. You'll fall down. You'll worship him. You'll give him your gifts because you've made him your Lord. Number one, you've made him your Lord. You're living without the stress, the problems because you're living within the provision and you're honoring his principles. That's the miracle of Christmas. This morning, I want you to stand. Keith, could you help me close this morning, my friend? Just kind of play softly for me, Keith. I want to reach for your hearts today. If you could help me on that light setting just for a moment. I could have a few prayer partners to come and stand with me quickly this morning. Amen. Sundays here at Calvary is my opportunity as a pastor. James and Karen, if you can come stand just right here in the center. Everybody listen to me real quick. These are my opportunities. To reach by the help of the Lord into your heart and to literally give you an opportunity. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Lord or the preacher, or the Spirit of God. It, the, the door at your house of your heart is being knocked on. And you have an opportunity to come to the door and open it. Sundays are so special because you've got a long week ahead of you. Sundays are special because we're not wrapping up the week. We're starting the week. Sundays are special because you could literally dictate how this week goes by your response to what I'm preaching about. All over the house of the Lord this morning, would you just bow your heads? And out of respect to your friends near you, I just want you to give them their moment. If you're in this room this morning and you need your sins forgiven, would you lift up your hands quickly if you need to give the Lord Jesus Christ your heart? You know good and well that you're not where you should be with the Lord and I don't want you to feel ashamed. I don't want you to be embarrassed. I just want you to lift your hand and leave it up. Leave your hands up all over this room because I want to make sure that I identify you when we pray. If your hand is lifted, I congratulate you today on being brave enough, being honest enough to do something that I know is tough to do because you know that I'm watching and I'm looking and I don't ever want you to have the the thought or the feeling that I'm looking as a judge to you. I'm simply looking as a preacher of the gospel. If your hand is lifted, I want you to pray this, and I want you to pray it from your heart. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not where I need to be with you. My mind and my heart is troubled with sin. And I, in Jesus' name, I come to you and I give you my heart. I've got so much in there, I've got so many problems. God, I can't tell you how much stuff is going on in my life. But I want you to know that I give you my heart today. Can I tell you the beautiful thing is, is that God's already reaching your way. Lord Jesus, I declare you this very moment. The ruler, the overseer, the king of my life. Now give me, God, the faith and the courage and the confidence to turn from my sin and live by your principles. You can put your hands down. Now this morning, this altar call that I'm about to give is for you. It's for each and every one of you that are in this service today. Before we're dismissed, I want you to have a chance to come to an altar. And I want you to come and ask of God by using a prayer partner to pray with, that this is going to be a different Christmas than usual. It's not going to be about all the stuff of our culture. It's not going to be built around stress and problems and drama, but we're going to keep it the main thing and that we're going to give Jesus rulership and oversight of our families, of our homes, of our businesses, of our hearts and lives this Christmas. If you're a family represented here today or if you're a couple or an individual that you're just looking for the best Christmas of your life by these few things, living within the provision of God, by living by his principles and having him as your Lord, and you would love some time at the altar, would you please come this morning? Just going to give you an opportunity to come and be with a prayer partner. God bless you as you're coming this morning. God bless you this morning. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. You can be right here with Miss Allison. God bless you. God bless you as you come with that beautiful baby. Is there anyone else you just need special time in prayer with a prayer partner? I'm about to pray a prayer dismissal, but I want to give these ample time to be in prayer. Is there anyone else? God bless you as you're coming. Is there anyone else this morning before I dismiss you in prayer? Our prayer partners are here. They're willing to wait with you and speak with you and pray with you. Is there anyone over on this side, you just need a little time with God, a little time with a prayer partner, things going on in your life, pressures of your life, things going on in your heart that you just need some, you just need more time. You just need to be able to talk with someone, pray with someone. God bless you, ma'am. Is there anyone else? I don't want to rush you today. These folks are here for you. We're here for you. God bless you today. Is there anyone else? God bless you today. God bless you today. Is there anyone else? Your heart's heavy. Your heart's troubled. You're just looking to spend some time with God. You're just looking for a prayer partner to say, you know what, you're gonna get through this. It's gonna be all right. Make him your a Lord. Live by his principles. Stay within his provision. He says, I give you this gift, peace of mind, peace of heart. That's right, that's right. There's healing coming today. There's deliverance available today. There's strength today somebody in this room your heart's gonna be made right your mind's gonna be turned around here it is on a Christmas sermon but yet the power of the love of God is reaching for your life God bless you ma'am thank you for coming this is the very spirit of the Lord tugging at your heart wanting to give you another day wanting to give you another chance wanting to give you a fresh beginning in the Christmas season It's going to be all about Jesus this year. It's going to be all about Jesus this year. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you this morning. God bless you this morning. Is there anyone else before we dismiss you in prayer? Is there anyone else that just needs a little time? God bless you and that beautiful baby. Bless you today, ma'am. Is there anyone else? The love of God is just strong in this room. It's the love of the Lord that's calling your name and reaching for your life. It's reaching for you today. This is the miracle of Christmas. (laughs) This is the miracle of Christmas that God and His only begotten Son came to change the world through the love of a child, through Jesus Christ. Is there anyone else this morning before I pray over you in dismiss you? Praise the Lord. God bless you, sir. God bless you today. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Manning. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so beautiful watching the family of God minister to one another and care for one another and love for one another. All over this room, before we go home, just lift up your hands if you're comfortable doing so.